GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and if I had to be strapped to a pole and tortured... The person whose nuts I'd want to be execute, uh, electrocuted the most is Hovercraft Joe's. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm glad you didn't try and be like like the rock to my Ryan Reynolds or like vice versa because neither of us are as cool as them. So it just wouldn't have worked. I don't know. I'm you don't pretty, know? You, I'm, you I'm think, pretty cool. Th- my kids think, think you, I'm pretty cool. That's a lie. You, you think you're as cool as the rock and or Ryan Reynolds? Maybe. I might be. Yeah. All right. In well. some circles. <laughs> well, um, we are here, or I guess this episode, we're here to talk about Red Notice, the latest in, I, I was thinking about it, and I and I have a question for you about this later, but yeah. in a string of a, 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 quite a few uh, straight to Netflix movies we've done now on the podcast. Yeah, we have. And, and I think um, <clears throat> as time goes on, that's not going to be that weird to say. Well, no, I mean, I obviously, I mean, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but just everything with COVID kind of completely shifted how movies are released. And even movies that come out in theaters are a shorter window exclusive to theaters before they're available to, you know, watch at home in some capacity. Like, I mean, when it wasn't that long ago that we went and saw the new James Bond movie and that's already like, yeah, you got to pay a premium price, but you can watch that on Amazon already. So I think that's just the way of the world, you know, how it's going to be. Well, not only that, like this movie in particular was filmed and, or what was, was shopped around to different places for potentially a theatrical release. And they ended up going with Netflix. Now, do you know why? And I, and I, maybe I, I could have figured this out if I dug into a little bit more, but do you know why it came out in theaters like a week before it was out on Netflix? Cause it did get a very small theatrical release the week like and it came out the week before it was on netflix so like the fit this movie came out on netflix november 12th of 2021 but it was in theaters on november 5th of 2021 i think they wanted to have like a red carpet premiere okay is essentially what it is so you know you you don't just do one showing you might as well show it for you know a week someplace in limited release and then kind of go from there okay because because you're 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 um because if you start releasing into a lot of theaters, you have to do a lot of marketing for it, a lot of extra marketing, and so yeah. But I, but I do feel like this movie was marketed pretty heavily. It was, but I would say it was marketed in um in the right places. You know what I mean? It was it was marketed kind of strategically, like like on wrestling, they may marketed the shit out of it on right on WWE. Um, they marketed it on the streaming services themselves. You would mm-hmm. see it in select places. You wouldn't see like posters, billboards, and all that stuff necessarily. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and and, and kind of while we're talking about the numbers a little bit here, so uh, and I guess this probably speaks to a little bit of the fact, like you said, that this was like not necessarily like a movie that Netflix ended up bidding on, but it was it's like a two hundred million dollar movie, so it's not like. Yeah. Chump change. No. Although apparently the three leads all got paid twenty million dollars to make this movie, so that's a large <laughs> amount of your two hundred uh, million dollar budget. If you're paying out, you know, what are we talking here? Sixty uh, million. 60, Sixty million just yeah. for uh, your your main actors. So yeah, it and realistically, that's not that crazy. Um, for a couple reasons. One the movie itself doesn't have a terribly large cast. So it's not like they're paying a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, two, uh, it didn't initially start off as a $200 million budget. It was just like 160 and then COVID happened and they had to do a bunch of reshooting. Okay. Um, All right. And then also if, if you look at a movie like Avengers, right? 
you're looking at a movie that's maybe 250 to 300 million. Mm-hmm. And look at how many people are in that. The sum collective of all of their salaries, I guarantee you, is more than 60 million. Yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. I, did, I didn't think about it through that lens, but now that you kind of put it like that, uh, th- that does make some sense to me. Um, so the the estimated box office that this movie did while it was out in whatever limited capacity did make about $2 million. There's not really any hard data on that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this, is, this is kind of, uh, in some ways, fascinating to me, uh, but also kind of makes sense. So the Rotten Tomatoes on this, is 35%. Okay. But the but the audience score is 92%. Yeah, and you know that is fine. Like I I could that's fine with me. Because yeah. it's not going to get the normal reviews that you would from from a normal, you know, a, a yeah. normal critics circle. Right. Um so obviously I I can't place this <laughs> in the box office for 2021 and obviously 2021 is not over yet, but just, you know, for craps and giggles, do you think you could tell me for the domestic? Now these are just the domestic numbers. Do you think you could tell me any or all of the top three highest grossing movies of 2021 thus far? Domestically? Some guesses. Um, so James Bond's got to be in there. It is not in the top three. Really? Okay. If, uh, if we were if we were doing internationally, like world, yeah. it probably would be. But we're talking just domestic. Okay. Uh, Shang Chi. That's number one. Uh, Eternals. Nope. That too was new? on. That was in the top ten. It's probably still but, too new. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow. That's number three. Uh, two. What's the other big movie? It's got to be a kids movie. I'm thinking. No, it's is a. It- it's a movie we saw in the theaters together. Oh, uh, Venom 2. Yep, Venom, <clears throat> Let There Be Carnage. So yep. those are the top three thus far domestic box office. So um, cast of this movie, uh, we've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but we might as well dig into it because we got to see if you can uh, help me out because I didn't recognize a lot of people in this. Um, obviously the lead. So Dwayne Johnson as John Hartley. Ryan Reynolds as Nolan Booth and Gail Gadot. Gal Gadot? I think as, it's Gail Gadot. Oh, Gail Gadot as the bishop. I just wrote Wonder Woman in my notes. That so works. That totally works. <laughs> so those were really the only people that stood out to me in it. Um, I guess the lady, uh, I, 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 and I recognize her from somewhere, the lady that played the, yeah. um, like the Interpol yep. agent, Ritu Arya, I probably butchered that. Yeah. Um, but where I figured out that I knew her from is that she was on the uh, second season yep. of the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah, that's where I <laughs> that, saw her at, too. Yeah. Um, a- anyone else that, that kind of you recognize? Um, or? Chris Diamondopoulos, the bad guy, Soto Voce. Yeah. He's kind of a famous character actor. He's been in a bunch of different things. But he's also the voice of Mickey Mouse in the new, like, Mickey Mouse cartoons. Really? <clears throat> yeah, he's not like the kids' Mickey Mouse cartoons, like the really kiddie ones. He's yeah. kind of like the newer, um, almost Red and Stimpy like. But is it still Mouse kind of like a, like a high pitch? Yeah, kind it of sounds thing? like Mickey Mouse. Huh? <laughs> that is a that is a fascinating factoid right there. I had yeah. no idea. He's done like ninety four <laughs> episodes of it too. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So these are all people that we probably covered at one point or another. So you, you want to try your hand with the net worth for these people? Sure. Okay. Let's start with Gal Gadot. Gal, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman. I'm going to go. Let's see. Wonder Woman was pretty big. She's She's been in a shit ton of movies lately and high grossing movies. And she just got 20 million for this movie. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go $60 million. That might be more accurate. The The website where I get all these numbers from, maybe it hadn't factored in this red notice cash yet because it only said $30 million for her. Yeah, it's got to be more than that now. Yeah, maybe maybe it just has an update for that. So, okay, what about uh, what about Ryan Reynolds? Deadpool himself. I remember he was doing well for himself, too. Uh, I'm going to go 160 Pretty close, one hundred and fifty million dollars right. for uh, for Ryan Reynolds, and then finally uh, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I guess he doesn't really go by the Rock at all anymore, does he? Uh, I've heard him called. Yeah, he goes by the Rock. Yeah. All right, fine. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We do, we have done him a couple of times on here. Yeah, but what I got think? a feeling it's changed lately. 
Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go 350. That's pretty close to $400 million, which is like crazy because that's like what like Stallone and Schwarzenegger are worth. Yeah. Well, I think about it now though. He probably owns overall collectively more than what they own as far as like, cause he's got, he's got his liquor. Mm -hmm. He's got uh, his energy drink. Mm -hmm. He's got all the stuff he does with Under Armour. Mm -hmm. He's got the XFL now. He's got he has a he has his Titans game TV show. Yep. I don't know if they still make that Young Rock <laughs> they show. Do. But There's he a new that. season of that coming out. He's the voice of Crypto the Wonder Dog in the new uh, Super Pets cartoon. Yeah, um, so he's got a, and then all of the other production company stuff that he does. I was just gonna say just the even like what his company does like producing movies and yeah. stuff. So so yeah, so I mean that makes sense to me. So um, so uh, the writer director on this. Uh, Rawson? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Rawson Marshall Thurber. Yes. Rawson Marshall Thurber. Um, so I think the most interesting thing that I was surprised to see that he was the director of was Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> true underdog. That's kind of where he got his like start. Like I knew that. I, I mean, I didn't know that he also did. So like mainly like comedies because like Central yeah. Intelligence, which is a comedy with The Rock and Kevin Hart, were the Millers. Um, and then Skyscraper. Now, did he? Well, I got my voice got a little high there. Did he write and direct uh, Skyscraper as well? Or I, did he just direct that? I don't remember. I think he might have wrote it too. Let's find out. See, what's great yeah. about the internet is yeah, you can he just no, check. he wrote he wrote and directed. Yeah, yeah that's I what just I pulled it up. Okay. So, uh, which is interesting because, like, and, and again, I don't want to like put my cards on the table too soon but like i i I did have a kind of some similar thoughts to this movie as maybe i had when watching skyscraper you know sure um and i will say this uh again i'll elaborate on this later but if we had covered this movie because like i had watched this movie and then we decided to do it for the podcast and then i watched it again for the podcast and i feel like watching it again changed what I with the rating I would have given it had I just watched it the one time if that makes sense okay yeah I'm curious about that because I have not watched it a second time I only watched it the one time yeah and I, I would assume my rating is going to be a little bit more forgiving necessarily than yours is because once I started thinking about the movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> the replay value I don't necessarily think is there yes uh and which this probably would be a good time to say like we're going to talk about this whole movie so if you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled, like turn it off now, <laughs> watch it, and then come back and listen to it. Because we're not going to hold back on talking about the plot and everything that happens in it. So it's been out for a couple of weeks, but this is your warning that we are going to talk about the whole thing. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I should just not give warnings anymore because, you know, my I have a hard stance on this. <laughs> I will spoil everything. Yeah, like to be honest with you, like if we're cover, we wouldn't cover a movie that we can't talk fully about because that would be pointless. So yeah, it happened once, and it's <laughs> yeah. never going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, that was, was for a Netflix movie too. It was not um, my call. <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to spoil this, but um, I, and I say that because I feel like when we get into the plot, I want to talk about the twist right away because yeah. But anyways, the last thing we have to bring up, well, two last things before we get into the plot, are the the music is by Steve Jablonski. Sure, sure is. I got. I don't know if I have anything on him. I don't think the music is anything memorable. We're definitely not playing anything from the soundtrack, so no, there's that um, for you. I mean, he did like the island. Uh, he oh, did, okay. He did some music for Transformers, the Transformers movies. He did. He does a lot of stuff with Michael Bay and. Um, like Peter Berg, he's done several Peter Berg movies, like oh, Battleship. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, so the classics. Yeah, the real classics. So, so you know, he, he's done things, uh, like additional music, but never really, like... Right. He hasn't really done huge stories. He's not like a John Williams, no. <laughs> Zimmer uh, type of guy. Uh, what's our other boy? Oh, yeah, Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, right. No, what he's the guy they call him when they need to punch up a couple things. <laughs> what, what movie was it recently where it was like Ale Sylvester and it seemed like they like kind of like woke him up and he was like, ah, I don't know, here you go. Here's oh, like a soundtrack. God, I don't remember now. Was it, it was... Cobra? Did he do the music for Cobra? It might have been. He did the music for something where it really seemed like he was phoning it in. It might have been Rambo. I don't know. Anyways. It was something, but it was not good. Um, so I have the taglines for this pulled up. 
Now, uh, clearly, <laughs> these taglines were for character posters, except for one, because these are the taglines. The first one says, pro and cons, okay? Right. And then the other three, which I'm assuming are for the three characters, say, some seek, some hide, and some escape. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure, sure within context, they're per- perfectly reasonable. Um, and here's something interesting, and I kind of, and this is one of those things I like, and it's kind of weird, and I noticed this more the second time through about this movie, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on it as we go through the plot, but like, nobody dies in this movie. No, there it's is like not a, a single death. Like, I, somewhere in my notes, I have I have the line, like, so many guns are fired in this movie, and no one gets killed. It's like an episode of the A-Team. Yeah, totally. It's like an episode of the A-Team or an episode of G.I. Joe. And it, in, so, in some ways, and not quite the same where nobody dies, but also, like, it reminded me in a way a lot, again, uh, in, in, of, like, Skyscraper, because that's, like, a movie with a premise where you think it's going to be, like, I mean, people die in that one, but like, still, like, it's not like a super violent movie for the premise. No. Not that this has to be a super violent movie. Right. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, it's surprising that nobody gets killed at all in this. Yeah, I would say this movie's marketed as an action movie, but I would say it's more of a like classic crime noir film with some adventure elements. I would say. <laughs> That this movie kind of changes its mind about what it wants to be a couple of different times. That's true. In the movie. And maybe it's on purpose. Like, sure. I don't know. Maybe that's the idea. But it definitely, to me, kind of feels like a like maybe three or four like different things. Like, And especially some of them seem like very segmented as like, this is the heist section. Now, this is like the Indiana Jones section, yeah. you know? like, and, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, that's part of what they're going for. But... Um, I don't know. It, it is kind of weird uh, that, it, that, that I would say that like it, it it was marketed and what I thought it was more of like a heist kind of type movie. And that's part of it, but that's not really what it ends up fully being. No, no, it's not Ocean's Eleven, which is no. kind of what they sort of based the premise on. It's not, you know, Indiana Jones. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it, it's not Fast and Furious. It's all of those things in little bits. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, okay, so do you want to start uh, talking about the plot of this? Well, I mean, I want to... You want? No, you don't. You have I something don't, else you no, want to say. No, there's a couple things. Like, okay. as far as the assembling of this cast goes, I think ultimately the cast is, works really well together, the three of them. Yes. I do like them a lot. Um, and you kind of saw Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson being in a movie you you, you kind of saw it coming like yeah. it was one of those things where if you saw Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. and you saw how they just kept adding more and more Ryan Reynolds into it that eventually they were going to be in a movie together and it just happened to be this one like it, mm-hmm. it, it was inevitable um I thought Gal Gadot was surpri- surprisingly held her own really well with the two of them yeah I I think she did but uh, and I'll talk about this more but I don't know I don't. I, I like her in general. Like I think she's great. Sure. Wonder was great. I don't know if I liked her character. That I. I don't know if like right. this is the strongest material for for her. Like I don't know if somebody else could have pulled off this role better. That's not to say she's a bad actress or I dislike her or whatever. I just. I don't <clears throat> know like if she quite had the comedic chops, you know, to kind of be with them, you know. Like I. I don't know. I. I and again, maybe this is from watching it the second time. I didn't fully like some of the stuff with her character was weird, and I I just didn't know if it worked. I don't know. I, I'm like on the fence about it. You know, I don't dislike her, and I do, and I don't think she's bad in the movie. I right, just, right. I wonder if there's like someone else that would have done a better if they had more like of a comedic kind of background to kind of you know for some of those scenes with the rock and ryan reynolds or maybe this is what they're going for somebody who's not as comedic. But I feel like they tried to give her a lot of comedic bits, and I I don't know. Yeah, well, well, you know, well, I only have a couple um, role reversals, so maybe we'll, okay. maybe we'll hit that later on after when we do that session. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But anyway, proceed. <laughs> okay, so uh, the let's. Uh, I think we need to talk about what the twist of this plot is because I feel like we need to get it out in the open to start 
because there's a couple things that come up throughout the plot where you're like, well, does that work? Like, right. like, no, yep. like, so we can discuss them in real time. So well, well, maybe but, we give the basic premise first okay. and then we'll do the twist. That makes sense. So the basic premise of the movie and what we kind of learned at the top of the movie is a there's the the MacGuffin of this movie. What they're looking for are there were these three eggs that Mark Anthony gave to Cleopatra, these golden eggs. And like two of them, like one is at a museum and one is a private collector and the third one's never been found. And so like that's the whole thing of the movie is they're trying to get all three of these golden eggs because there's this like Egyptian billionaire who wants to give them to his daughter who's getting married, right? And he's offering $300 million. Yep. So like Ryan Reynolds is trying to steal them. The Rock is playing like an, <laughs> an FBI profiler who does seem to do a lot of field work. But anyways, we'll cover that. <laughs> we'll cover that in a little bit. So he's the FBI profiler. He's trying to catch Ryan Reynolds. He's trying to get the eggs. And these they're all, they're kind of going back and forth with the Bishop, who is Gal Gadot's character, Gadot's character, um, and she's trying to get the eggs as well. And it's kind of like this globe trotting adventure where they're all trying to get their hands on all three eggs. And it seems to be that Gal Gadot is, has set the rock up and stolen the egg from him. And so him and Ryan Reynolds had to work, get work together. But the twist of the movie that we learn at the end is that the rock has been working with Gal Gadot the whole time and that they're partners and that they're both the Bishop and that they kind of use Ryan Reynolds. Cause he was the only one who knew where the third location of, or the location of the third egg was. Yep. That's it. But like right off the bat, I have some questions about this. Sure. Is like, so <laughs> was he an FBI profiler at all? No. And if, and if not, why is there that whole scene where he gives the prof like he profiled Ryan Reynolds' character and he like re- does a read back to him? Like, I think it was to gain his trust to make him understand that to to kind of play the part. Also, I feel like Interpol is kind of loosey goosey if they just got like an email and they're like, "Yeah, this guy's good. Take him out of your case." Yeah, and they kind of like they kind of back that up by saying, "Oh, we called to check out, check up on you." And, uh, you know, you checked I, out or whatever. And, like, also it'd be like, I don't, I really don't think you'd bring a profiler in the field with you. I think you might call him and he might tell you some information. I don't think you'd, like, fly him to uh, Rome to, like, be there on the scene when you're trying to find this. Yeah. And, and why a profiler? Why does it got to be a profiler? Why can't he just be, like, a special art in, uh, art theft investigator? I, yeah, he's a he's a behavioral profile for the FBI specifically for art crimes too. Yeah. Which is like, which is like, did you have to throw that specifically for art crimes? Because like, it his art crimes knowledge, it's not like it comes into play at all. Other than they're looking for like a uh, art thief. I mean, realistically, the only thing it does is it sets up <clears throat> him discovering that the egg that they have in the museum is a fake. Right, and and that's where the movie starts. Is that like. We get the introduction. We get we learn about the eggs during the credits. We see someone's making a fake egg, and then they're in. Oh, we also get. Do you remember what the definition of a red notice is? Because we get what that is at the beginning. Yeah, it's the the highest profile Interpol gives to uh, like their most wanted criminal. Yeah. So, anyway, so you're right. So the the Rock and the the uh, Interpol lady. I keep thinking of the band Interpol, but anyways, they show up at uh, this this uh, museum in Rome that has the egg, and the guy that's running is kind of a jerk, and the Rock's like, I, I know that he's going to steal it, and then he does like some stuff where he's like, oh, see, this is a fake egg, and then he pours a can of Coke on it, and for some reason it melts. I didn't quite get that. I got it less the second time through because it was like fake, but I, I get that it was fake. And he could tell it was fake because it, it wasn't gold, so it wasn't, like, absorbing heat or whatever. But then, like, he dumped Coke on it and the whole thing melted. Well, uh, I will say this. Coca-Cola is acidic and carbonated, and it can actually be used to clean things. So, like, okay. when I work on cars and stuff, I can use it to clean rust off of parts. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Well, here's a follow-up question for you. So he does that, and they're like – Seal the doors, but it's like, and then like Ryan Reynolds is still in the room. Like, why was he still there at that point? I don't know. And and why did he know that he was still there? Like, obviously, had, all those that, and that made, that's what made me irritated is they don't show Ryan Reynolds getting the egg. 
Yeah. So you have no frame of reference as far as like when he took it, how he took it. He just kind of has it at that yeah. point. Yeah. It like makes no sense that he would still be in the room because if he switched it out, there's like there's like 40 people in the room when they go in there and he's yeah. in the room. So it's like it's not like he went in and did it at night and switched it or or he did and he was still there. Like it doesn't it makes zero sense when if he switched it in the middle of the day. Or why he would still just be in the room like at that second. Yeah. Like I, I, I have no explanation for you. So, anyways, so The Rock chases Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does. Quite oh, a you bit know of... what? Actually, I think about now that I think about that. Uh oh, you cracked the case. No, no, no. <laughs> the bishop was was the bishop the one who sent him on the on the myth mission to get the egg. No, that's he was he was a he was competing against the bishop the whole time. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They're their rivals. Right. So so it leads to a big chase to the museum. Ryan Reynolds does a surprisingly amount of parkour, I felt, in the scene. Yeah. Um, he, he fights with those guys on the scaffolding, and I think they used the Wilhelm scream like four or five times where guys are falling off the You know what? <clears throat> they got it. They might as well use it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, like, they, they, they end up falling outside the museum. They have a kind of a foot chase. Um, I like the little bit though where the rockets in that like fancy Porsche that chases yes. them, and then like immediately crashes into like an ice cream truck or something. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I did not expect that. Did you read the little bit too where they said that like because you know the rock is such a gigantic guy, like <laughs> he couldn't. They had to like edit it to make it look like he could get in and out of that car smoothly <laughs> because he's such a big dude. Like he didn't really fit in it, and he had to like extricate himself from it so they had to in like getting into it so they had to like cut around it and make it look like he was getting in and stuff all cool because he's such a big dude which makes sense that does make sense um okay so then uh the (laughs) so then we get we cut to bali and uh ryan reynolds is going to his safe house um i I didn't notice this but i saw in the notes that they said that the boat that he's driving uh, <laughs> the boat that he's driving to his safe house is apparently uh, called, or at least has written on it, uh, we're going to make it, Rose. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't notice that either time, but obviously a reference to Titanic. So um, so he walks in, and uh, this is where we get his uh, alcohol product placement because there's a big bottle of aviation gin on the table. Yep. Which, by the way, I mean, we've talked about now that, that I'm in the mixology and stuff, and, and someone can, you know, message me, you know, at me on the Discord if I'm wrong about this. But he walks in, and he pours a giant glass of gin. No one is drinking gin straight up like that. Like, he pours, like, like three, four fingers of gin in a glass and just starts drinking it. People don't drink gin like that. I'm sorry. Maybe they don't. do. Maybe they do. Anyways, so. Um, I like gin. Uh yeah, gin's fine, but I don't think you would sit and drink a giant glass of it. Uh, Anyways. Well, no, probably not. But anyway, moving okay. on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So The Rock is there with the inner pool lady. Uh, <laughs> and this is where I have the note that's like, wait, so The Rock actually is a profiler? Because he starts like going through the whole stuff about like your dad was this and this is that and all this stuff like that. So anyways, so they end up arresting uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we're going to send you to a really nasty prison uh, because you're wanted in a bunch of different countries. And what The Rock is supposed to be transporting the real egg to the airport, but then we see it gets stolen out of the back of the truck and replaced with the fake by Gail Gadot. I'm just yep. going to say Wonder Woman because I feel like I'm mispronouncing the name. <clears throat> That's fine. So so then we cut to a bar. We get the product placement for The Rock's tequila. Yep. He's drinking some uh, Reposado uh, Terramano. Which um, is it? It's good. I've had the Reposado and the Blanco. Uh, this this is a plug for the Rocks Tequila. It's very good and affordable. So uh, if you like tequila, I would try it out. Okay. Um, uh, I don't have any with me right now. But anyways, uh, so then the, the Interpol lady shows up and she's like, hey, guess what? She drops it. It's a fake egg. You switched them out. We reached out to the FBI. Like, you don't exist. So I'm going to send you to the same prison <laughs> I sent Ryan Reynolds to in Russia, and for some reason, I have enough pull that I can get you both to be in the same cell. Yeah, it, it sounds crazy to me that Interpol sends them to a Russian prison. Well, does it like? Isn't the whole thing about like any kind of movies, TV shows, wherever they like greatly overestimate like 
or or just like they give a bad impression of what Interpol is and what they can do and what kind yeah. of like jurisdiction they have. <laughs> like like it's not like like I, I don't know the specifics, but I feel like in real life it's like it's not like that's not Interpol. Like it isn't it more just like. I guess I don't know what the real definition is, but I, I feel like movies make you think it's something that it's not. As far as I know, it's just like, um, like the U.S. Marshals, but for Europe. Okay. So, so anyway, so she sends him to this prison, and this is also we talked about this a little bit, but while they're in prison, uh, that's where we get the um, uh, what you may call the where he talks about why Ryan Reynolds tells him why he's trying to steal the eggs about the three hundred uh, right. million dollars yep. for all three eggs, uh, and how the the arms dealer has the second egg, Sota Voce, Sota Voce, so, yeah, Voce, which means soft voice, by the way. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do like that scene though in the um in the cafeteria, whatever you want to call the prison, where like Ryan Reynolds keeps subtly saying that the Rock is a cop. Yes. And then the, that big dude comes up and like beats him up, which I have to say that's pretty impressive because the rock's a big dude. And sometimes it's yeah. hard to believe that it's hard to believe sometimes that people could beat him up. But that guy that beats him up, you're like, yeah, I can see that. And he like kicks him in the face. So it's like, all right, they found a good guy. And it seems like physically imposing to the rock. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Um, so uh, they get called. They're like, oh, the warden wants to see you. And they go. And that's when we find out that Wonder Woman is the bishop. Uh, she wants Ryan Reynolds to tell her where the third egg is because uh, he apparently knows where it is, but he won't tell her. Uh, so then they get put on work duty. Do they ever say why he knows? They, they. I mean, they eventually explain to us how he figured it out. They don't. Oh, that's he, right. He figures it out. But they, And she has some kind of like recording of a phone call where he's saying that he knows, but they never really explain to you how she knows it he knows like how she got a hold of this recording of him right. saying he knows. So anyways, I do like, then they get put on work duty and they're moving those rocks around. I like when Ryan Reynolds <laughs> tells the rock to lift with his neck. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of really funny stuff in there. Yeah, there, there was, I mean, like they're just like, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is obviously a funny guy and, and the rocks funny too. And I, I mean, their, their interplay is very good. Um, but I, I, you know, more on that later. Um, but also it's funny because they were moving rocks around and then like in another scene, they're like washing dishes and stuff. And I'm like, how many different jobs do yeah. they have in this prison? They have like so many jobs. It's, it's, oh, go ahead. And they don't actually say how long they're in there. No. Like, no. do they change jobs every day? <laughs> or do they just work all day? Yeah. I don't know. So then like, then we get kind of some of Ryan Reynolds' backstory and it's like his dad was a <laughs> Swiss like police chief and like was really hard on him and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that's really funny about that is that like he tells him this real sob story and then The Rock pretends to fall asleep while yeah. he's telling him, which did you read? That was like an improv yes. by The Rock. Like he just like randomly did that and they liked it. So they kept it in, which is, which is pretty good. Um, uh, so they escape prison and, and I kind of like how they reveal like they kind of go back and show you that all the stuff that Ryan Reynolds is doing like since they've been there was like to plan this escape because they talk about earlier how he's escaped from prison like six times so yes. it's like so it's like he started the fight in the lunchroom so he could like steal the guards like like key card yep. and like he talked about the soap being made of glycerin so he could use it as a bomb and even when they were putting that wall in like he put the one like rock in there and he pulled it out and like the whole wall like yes. collapsed so they could get out so like they you know like they, they beat a bunch of guys up they shoot some guns uh they steal uh the helicopter and you know there's some fun stuff it's a kind of a fun action sequence um <laughs> here's another funny thing that he says like when they're when they see the helicopter and um <laughs> the rock asks ryan reynolds he's like do you know how to fly a a fly a helicopter and he's like does the back of your head look like a huge penis yes. the answer is yes which <laughs> I, I, kind of, I like i like that a little bit um I, here's a question for you though in the escape scene like the rock's trying to run across the bridge and the guy's got the rocket launcher like i, I feel like <laughs> it's a more a rare occasion that we have a movie that doesn't have a rocket launcher right, in it right. At this no point. i agree but, like, why didn't that guy shoot the helicopter first? Why did he shoot the bridge that The Rock was flying on? Because then he does – he ultimately, with the second shot, does try and shoot the rocket launcher or shoot the helicopter directly. But the first shot, he's like, I'm going to get The Rock, and he fires it at, like, the bridge out to where the helicopter's parked. Yeah, because if, if the helicopter's gone, he's got no place to go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I You know, 
because uh, it's written that way. How's that? Yes, that's fair. So it, it's a fun scene. They get away. Then we get to what I thought was, I, I maybe you can help me out with this. I mean, I know the scene like where Wonder Woman's like in the guy's office in London, yeah. like talking to him, like he's a therapist, but he's really just like an agent, and she just needs to use his computer terminal to like send a message to the Interpol lady. But like, I, I don't, I, I don't get that scene's purpose i mean i get from a plot perspective as to why we're she has to send the message so she knows that the rock and ryan reynolds are going to soda voce's soda voce <laughs> yeah it's going to his like party but like i don't know that whole scene seemed kind of weird to me I, I i wasn't really digging it yeah it, it, it um <clears throat> it's almost like it hinted at something else that never happened you know what yeah. i mean like like you kind of expected there there to be a payoff somewhere but there was also, no payoff for it whatsoever. Also, I found it hilarious when they cut to the Interpol lady and she's getting the message. And it's like this most complicated thing where it's like arrows she's following on the computer screen. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just like she opens an email. It's like it's like Wonder Woman sent some kind of weird like hacker coded message to her. Yeah, you know, hold on. Let me put on my VR goggles and enter the Matrix <laughs> and follow these Candyland arrows and we'll have it. So, oh, okay. So we're about to get to the scene in the movie where it basically does become Ocean's Eleven for like yes. a, a hot minute. But there's that. I thought this was really weird, and I thought it was weird seeing it a second time. Is like they fly the helicopter to the airport, and they they there's this guy there. His name's like Tomboy or whatever, uh, and yeah. like and they like seems to know Ryan Reynolds, and they kind of have an exchange and all this stuff. But it's like it's like oh, this guy's gonna be in the rest of the movie. No, nope. no, he's not. He's in one scene. We didn't learn anything else about him other than apparently he owes Ryan Reynolds a favor, and that's it. So I was like, I, and I should have researched this because I was like, I wonder if that's like guys like famous in some other country or he's famous for something, and we just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he seemed to be featured in the movie, but like. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I thought he was in it for a reason, but maybe not. I mean, I'm looking, I guess I just pulled up his page. He's an actor, but it doesn't seem like he's like, it's not like he's like, oh, I'm famous in this country. Like I'm a sports star or something weird like that, you know? Yeah, so I, no, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got know. I'm curious. I don't know if there's deleted scenes or there was more with him, but I, I felt like they introduced him like he was going to be someone important and he definitely was not. Um, Okay, so they go to this party because they need to break into his, uh, like, safe or trophy room to get the egg. And it's like, I feel like it's a it's a big, long list of, like, heists or whatever movie cliches oh, they need to 100%. do. 100%. It's, it's like they need a fingerprint and they need a passcode that's, like, randomly generated and it's on his phone. So they need to get his phone. And they, like, I feel like they really, like oversimplify how deep fake technology works and how you can make it work to uh, use it on a passcode. But it's like, um, I don't know. I felt like all that stuff was very cliche and not very original for us to like, oh, this high-tech security system, but it's literally everything you've heard of before in a movie about like a safe and how to open it. And so, you know, and I think maybe that was the point of it is to keep it. Um, I mean, I guess accessible is the only word I can think of. Maybe that's not the pro most appropriate word, but to keep it within the lexicon of what people expect a heist movie to be. Yeah, that's that's fair. <clears throat> but uh, how did the um, – because uh, Wonder Woman tipped off the Interpol lady, so she's there. How did the Interpol lady get in the, get in the party? Because she's just there. Yeah, and it's a party for criminals. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff here, like – because they just walk up, right? The Rock and... Well, no, he... Okay, so fun fact, he has an invite. They don't explain how he has an invite to get in, but The Rock right. does show an invite. And I guess one of the things I read, uh, they said that... The, so when The Rock has the invite, there's a... What is it they call those, like, QR codes or whatever, yeah. you know? They said that if you scan that, like, on the screen, you get access to the bloopers for the movie, so... Oh, I just found those online. <laughs> oh, all right, well... Yeah. Well, la-di-da. Um... <laughs> They were, which, by the way, they're pretty funny. Oh, okay. Well, I, I imagine they would be. I'll have to yeah, check them out. There's definitely a lot of – there is no way – I'm going to go 90% of Ryan Reynolds' dialogue is improv. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy 90%. Because I did not see a single line of dialogue in those bloopers that matched up with anything in the movie. <laughs> 
So it didn't it seem also convenient that when they're trying to get into the safe and like they accidentally break the glass where they got his uh uh what you call it they got his fingerprint yeah. and Just... then he's able to find a piece of glass with the fingerprint completely intact. Yep. <laughs> like like oh, one of well, the chan- okay. one of the chances that it broke and the whole fingerprint was on one chunk of glass. Yep. Um, also, here's a question for you, and this is kind of neither here nor there specific to the movie, but like, Soda Voce is an arms dealer. Yep. Are arms dealers a real thing? Like, yeah. I know, like, but are they as prevalent as movies would have you believe? Like, there's all these arms dealers. I know that they're a real thing, but uh, you I, know, feel like the, I, I feel like they're kind of a catch-all in our in a lot of these movies we watch. We're like, oh, they're an arms dealer. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I would imagine they probably have become kind of a catch-all, but I mean, there's certainly people who supply wep- military-grade weapons to illegal parties. Right. No. Okay, that makes sense. I, so they someone's got to the, sell them weapons. That's true. So they get into the vault. Uh, Wonder Woman's there. They have a pretty fun fight with Wonder Woman where she's beating them both up. Yep. I really like when uh, the Rock like smashes open that cage with his elbow and gets like that shield out. Uh-huh. And Ryan Reynolds tries to break open a case and he hurts his hand. I also really like I, I like the, probably the coolest thing I like in all these fight scenes or action scenes is when she <laughs> the move that Wonder Woman does when she puts one of the handcuffs on the Rock's wrist yes. and one on Ryan Reynolds and then she like hits it in the middle. Yep, <laughs> so their heads smack their heads. <laughs> that was pretty really, sweet. I really like that move. I thought it was really cool. Um, so it turns out that she is working with the arms dealer guy, and, and they get knocked out. And then, and perhaps the, the the thing that no one will ever be able to explain to me. So they wake up. They're beneath a bullfighting ring. Okay. Yes. And 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 the arms dealer is like, well, with the bullfighting above you, no one will be able to hear you scream. Okay, that may be true, but it's like you have a house that you could have kept them at, and no one would have heard them scream. That like, I other than the fact that they're like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to do this. There, there is absolutely zero reason for them to be at this bullfighting ring. No, there really is not. I mean, there is. It makes no sense to move them to this like bat cave <laughs> yeah. underneath the bullfighting ring, which is so weird. Like. So it's just a big hollow cavern underneath the bullfighting ring? It's it's very confusing, yes, because they do at one point just like climb up a ladder and they're in the middle of the bullfighting ring. Yeah, so what does that ladder go to? The hollow cavern underneath? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Why Why is it there? Why, why, would why there? is it in the middle of the bullfighting ring? Uh, you got me. It's very confusing. Cause I, like, the, I've heard oh, it's an homage to uh, the bullfighting cartoon, that uh, the Bugs Bunny bullfighting cartoon. I saw that, which is all fine and well, but it's like, right. why does this movie need an homage it, it to it? It doesn't. You know? It doesn't need it. Um, so, like, they torture the Rock, and he ends up telling uh, them that the third uh, egg is in Egypt. Yep. Um, so, uh, I also find it funny. So, she, like, drugs the arms dealer with champagne, and then he wakes up, and he's kind of, like, out of it, and he's shooting that gun, but he somehow doesn't hit them at all, which I feel like one of those stray bullets would have got them. But anyways. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, that's when they escape. And they go up into the, the the bull ring, which, by the way, it was like that bull ring was like a hundred percent CGI, right? Like it didn't it didn't look oh, real at it all. It had to be. It didn't look real at all. <laughs> no. I, I did laugh a lot when like the the little riff there where Ryan Reynolds was like confusing uh, like a nature Jurassic Park with like a nature documentary. Yeah. Because he kept telling him to like no, like don't move. They can only see you if you move. And he's like, I think you're thinking of Jurassic Park. And that little bit was funny. But then that bull straight up runs right into the rock. Yeah, full speed. And the rock gets knocked down. Gets up. No fuss, no muss. He's fine. And I'm like, the rock's a tough guy. But I think like if maybe not kill you, but you wouldn't be getting <laughs> up immediately. I don't know. He's taking some pretty hard spears from like Goldberg and stuff. So he might be all right. So maybe. So they escape that. Uh, they, they they get on a train. Apparently they take a train to Argentina. I don't I guess. know. Because that's where they end up going. Like they're on the train and that's where like they, they kind of like the rock tells Ryan Reynolds that his dad was a like a con man, like a crook. And like we get the explanation of the third egg, which is like, and I think I got this down, is that. Hitler had the third egg in like his art collection and his like art guy took it with him when like the Nazi regime was falling apart yep. with all his other like treasures and stuff, took it to Argentina and hid it somewhere in Argentina, 
Ryan Reynolds' dad, the jerky police chief, was trying to track this down. And this big story about this watch that he thought Ryan Reynolds sold, but it turns out the watch was this dude's watch, and it had, like, the coordinates for supposedly where the treasure would be buried on the watch. Right. Okay. Now, the basic premise of that, Hitler's people going to Argentina with all of his stuff, that part's legitimate. Right. No, I, I didn't, I didn't right. think that that was made up. I'm just right, saying right, that well, that, what I'm uh, saying is the rest of the stuff, I don't know about. Okay, so then then this is where this movie full-on becomes like Indiana Jones National Treasure. Oh, 100%. So they're like, they're in the jungle. Um, uh, they find the treasure is buried underground in like a bunker. <laughs> and they have to use the watch. Like that's the key to getting into the vault. And I swear that vault opens and it looks just like when they find the treasure room in National Treasure. Oh, totally. It, uh, is, did you it ca- is absolutely a ripoff of it. Did you catch the little bit where one of the crates in there is labeled just like the, the yes. crate that the Ark the Ark of the Covenant? I, is I in? didn't I didn't catch it at first, but then I saw Yeah, which the, is which the, is kind of funny. Um so then like <laughs> then like Wonder Woman shows up there, because apparently she was following him, and then Interpool lady shows out there because she was following Wonder Woman, I guess. Yep. Uh, and this this is where I had the note where there's so much shooting and no one gets shot at all. No. And like, yeah. And they like they drive <laughs> off in a car because it's like they figure out that like they they kind of came in through like an old mine, right? And like built this like treasure room and then like sealed it off. So they like drive off through the mine in this car that's there. There are so many damn working vehicles in this treasure room that oh. I, I don't I can't figure it out because they drive off in a car and then the interpool people jump into like two like tank like kind of things that have like working machine guns on them there is so those were there like from 19 what 45 yeah right? yeah um, the gas in there would not still work there's no <laughs> way the tires would be rotted out because they were rubber tires yeah. Uh, everything would be corroded. I don't care how pristine you kept the area they're in. There'd be all kinds of corrosion in there from the fact that it's in Argentina where it's super humid in that cave. Yeah. It, there's no possible way any of that <laughs> stuff would even be remotely feasibly use, used. So, and we get like a big like car chase through the mines, very reminiscent of like an Indiana Jones mine car chase. Except yeah. Cars it was very mine, mine car. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's kind of a fun bit, but also it's kind of like, eh, it's fine. And a lot of people get shot and cars flip over, but nobody dies. Right. Uh, they end up driving off a waterfall because yep. uh, that's where the cave exits. Um, and that's kind of like at this point is where we get the, the plot, twist re- plot twist reveal. Yes. This is where they revealed us that The Rock has been working with Wonder Woman the whole time. And they've been basically playing Ryan Reynolds to get the... Uh, Location the location of the third egg and all this stuff. I do like the little bit, though, where she's got the gun on him, and he's like, that gun's soaking wet. It's not going to work. And he fu- she fires a bullet, and it goes like into the tree next to him. He's like, well, okay, I'm not a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, like, I don't know how guns work, so I like that little bit. Um, so they leave him there. They take the egg. We cut to the wedding where they have delivered the eggs. Yep. Uh, and, the, and this guy gives them to his daughter, and she doesn't really care about him because, like, that little bit where, like, Ed Sheeran's there, which yes. I did not like. I did not like it. I know it was supposed to be funny, but especially the second time, I really didn't like it because they show up, and they, like, they're, like, we're arresting you because you have the eggs. And then, like, one of the guys bumps into Ed Sheeran. He gets all mad, and he's like, starts fighting the Interpool agents. And, like, yeah, he says, it's... like, I'm Ed Sheeran, bitch. And I don't know. I didn't really like it, but, like, The Rock – and uh, Wonder Woman, they like cheers and like, aha, we got paid. So we cut to six months later. They're in Sardina. Yes. Sardinia. Sardinia okay. yep. uh, they like they're swimming. They get up on their boat and Ryan Reynolds is there. He's like, oh, I tracked you down. The <clears throat> Interpool lady found me and tried to arrest me, but I broke out of prison or I broke out of the way on to prison. He's like, I told her about the money and where you had it. So she stole all your money and it's gone. Um, and she's coming to get you now, but I have a line on another heist. So we, if you want to, we should all work together and, and make more money. Yeah. And like the last shot of the movie is like, they're going to team up and they're at the Louvre, I guess they're going to do some kind of like, I, like I would have to imagine like there's definitely like a sequel in the works already. Right. Yeah. As far as I know, there is uh, hold on. because, <clears throat> because this on. is, I mean, well, I would, <laughs> 
Um, and that's the end of the movie is like, they're like, Oh, whatever. And they're, they're all three of them are like walking into the Louvre and they're like, you know, but like, I, I would imagine just based on the relative success of this, they're saying that this movie, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, keep, don't keep on. This is the number no, one. Yeah. They said like, this is like, it was the, it's breaking like a lot of like Netflix records. Like it's supposedly, yeah. if not already, it's on its way to being the most like stream thing ever on Netflix or right. at least movie. So like to think that they wouldn't make a sequel to it is kind of, it's kind of crazy. So I'm sure there's something in the works already. And this obviously sets it up to have a sequel. Yeah. They, they said that. Um, so as of the release of this movie, uh, Netflix uh, has told them they're interested in continuing the film series and that um, once they kind of officially greenlight it, uh, uh, Thurber intends to make two back-to-back sequels, <laughs> which is with like the, the whole cast. The, which is like the way of the world, right? Like exactly. lock them down, film them at the same time. Yep. Uh, so you have the schedule, which I mean, it makes sense. I mean, these are like <clears throat> very, very bankable stars. Totally. In a movie that's, I, 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 that makes me wonder, like, if this movie had been released in a traditional way in the theaters. You know, and obviously it's hard to judge, you know, right. pre post pandemic or whatever you want to say, like, like what, like what kind of budget or what kind of gross is this movie making in the theaters, like in the traditional sense? Uh, you know, I, I would assume it's, it's probably going to do something like, I, okay. So if you look at a movie like the national treasure movies, those did very well, mm-hmm. you know, they made a lot of money. Um, they're kind of they're popcorn movies. They're not anything that's gonna you know blow your mind. Very similar to this kind of style of movie, um, but this has the Rock going for it. Mm-hmm. So whereas the other ones had you know Nicolas Cage, this has the Rock, arguably the most famous person in the world. Right. Well, and I, I think this movie would probably be a lot like. In some ways, you can't make the direct comparison, but like Skyscraper was a movie that. And if I remember correctly, it was not a gigantic hit in the no. U.S., but like worldwide, it was a huge hit. Worldwide, so it was like, a huge hit. But but I would say look at more like a movie like Jumanji. Okay. So Jumanji was a gigantic hit, both mm-hmm. here domestically and overseas. I got a feeling that this would be more similar to that. that that's that's probably true. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're, you're talking about The Rock, but also like I think Ryan Reynolds is sure. a very, you know, and even well, uh, Gail Gadot. Gal yeah, Gal Gadot, I would say, is, is very bankable. Ryan Reynolds is one of those actors where I, I got a feeling you either love him or hate him because this he is he is in every one of his movies always Ryan Reynolds. That's true. He does kind of just like at this point, you know, he is just kind of like I'm Ryan Reynolds slash Deadpool, and that's who I play in like all these movies. Right. He could have been wearing a Deadpool mask, and it would have made perfect sense throughout this movie because I mean, look, he really is. I mean, his character wasn't any different to Deadpool. It wasn't any different than his character that he plays in Hobbs and Shaw. No, nope. it wasn't any different than his character in Six Underground. No, nope. um, so yeah, I, I get that. So it, it, that does make sense because if you don't like his shtick, then you're not right. going to like him in anything. No, nope. so. no. So, so he, that make, he, yeah, he's kind of polarizing. That makes enough sense. Now you said that you did have some. Uh... Yeah, there were only three. So when the movie was first getting kicked around, it was for Ryan Reynolds' part. Yeah. Uh, names they were kind of kicking around were Tom Cruise, <laughs> All <right>. Keanu Reeves, <laughs> and then this was not this person was nominated directly by Dwayne Johnson, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> See, like I think all of those could work in a certain capacity, but I sure. think it's a it's a different movie. Yes, because you're not going to get none of those are going to offer. You're not going to be able to get the same kind of like chemistry they has with The Rock. It's just going to be different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, can you imagine Tom Cruise in this with The Rock? I cannot. That that's the one that's that, hard. I can't. I, the only it's out of it's weird. Out of those three, the one that I could see the most a movie being is the Keanu Reeves one. Yeah, like, that's the one because Keanu Reeves can do like I mean, like he obviously is more known for his like you know John Wick like Matrix sure. stuff, but also like I mean he's he's bill and ted you know like yeah. he can do like you know like he can do so comedy think, yeah like i think that he, i think you could make a version of this movie with him in the ryan reynolds role that works it's different the other two i, I don't know i think you could make a crazy movie 
with Nicolas Cage. Like this movie with Nicolas Cage would have been bananas. Because it would have been, it would have just been another National Treasure movie, but like a crazier National Treasure movie. You might as well just had him play uh, Gates or whatever. His yeah, character. you might as well have. <laughs> um, but I, I think going back to our whole Gal Gadot conversation, like, you know, who do you think would have been better? That you know, and I and I and I knew you were going to ask me that, right? And I haven't really. I don't know. It's hard to say because you because you need someone who can pull off the action, right? Obviously, which because she does have you know like a, a really prolonged fight scene and some other stuff. So you got to have someone who can do the action. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it too hard, but like that's like it's like I don't know. Like I said, I don't think she's bad in this movie. Right. I'm just like, is there somebody with maybe a little more or, or, or a little better comedic chops i just didn't like i don't know her character was very playful in this and like kind of like i don't know like i didn't get her character's vibe and that's not on her i just i don't know i just didn't really like her character that much right no i agree I, and that's that's kind of my take on it too is you know her character is necessary for the plot but i think it overall her character is not executed well like she doesn't really she, there's really nothing to her character other than right. the fact that she's essentially Carmen San Diego. And let me ask you this. We talked about it, we revealed it. The plot twist, did it work for you or you know, what what did you ultimately think about the plot twist? Like Yeah, it, I think it worked for me. Um did, I did, did you, I honestly did didn't you, see it coming. You didn't see it coming. Which is okay. weird. Like I I I mean now like looking back at it it's like, oh yeah, duh. But I, I did not see it coming the first time watching it. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think I think it works. I think it works as a reveal, and I think we'll get into this more in our final thoughts. But like, I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, watching it a second time and kind of thinking more about it, it's like, well, I don't know if this is a hundred percent works. You know, like, right. like I didn't suspect the reveal, but then knowing that the reveal is going to happen and watching it through that lens, it's like, all right, well, I don't know if this all tracks out well enough to be you know what i'm saying like did they cheat it a little bit to get the reveal yeah i i, I think they probably had to you know so not not that, that you know like and again like it's just i don't know I, I, watching it through the lens of the second time but um you think we're, we're ready to rate this yeah i'm good with rating it all right All right, that was a that was a really clunky fade out of that music. Uh, you yeah. didn't hear it, uh, but I yeah. heard it. So fans, I apologize for the machine gun sound effect being a little clunky this evening. Yeah, I haven't heard the machine gun sound effect in a long time, so that's I'll fair. Just take your word for it. So, uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I definitely enjoyed this movie. Granted, I only watched it once, uh, but it's absolutely a popcorn movie. It's just you know, don't overthink it. Just watch it, enjoy it. If you like The Rock, which most people I would say do, and if you like Ryan Reynolds, which again is going to be hit or miss, then uh, you're not going to go wrong. I mean, it's you're going to be entertained from start to finish. I was never bored watching this movie. Um, you know, it's, you know, I say this all the time and I get made fun of. It's not Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> don't, uh, don't expect this to... to don't expect this to uh, to hold up against like a Christopher Nolan movie, um, it, or even Ocean's Eleven. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's gonna be a, it's a mishmash of a bunch of different movies that people have liked over the years for simply because they were enjoyable. But it's not gonna, you know, it's not it's not it's not uh, breaking any new ground. It's everything you've already seen before, just with the Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm going to give it three and a half machine guns because I think it's definitely worth one watch, but mm-hmm. I do not think this has a good replay value. So, <laughs> so this is kind of interesting because like I said, I, 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 I watched it and then we found out what we were doing for the podcast. So I watched it again and I, <laughs> so like I, I, people, like when I told people I'd watched it, you know, people like, Oh, what'd you think of it? I'm like, well, your, your appreciation or your enjoyment of this movie is 100% how you feel about the rock and Ryan Reynolds. Like if you like them, like you're going to, you're going to have a good time watching the movie. If you don't get into them, then you're not going to like this movie. Cause that's basically what this movie is. Right. Yep. But like, I don't know. Like I, I did, like, I agree with all the stuff you're saying on the first watch through, like I wasn't bored and it was fun, you know, and I laughed a couple times and it was, but like, 
I feel like watching it a second time, like I, I, I obviously watching it a second time in two weeks, you know, but I was a little more bored. Like some of the stuff that I thought was funny the first time I didn't think was as funny the second time. And like I knew what the twist was. So in my mind, I was kind of dissecting everything as like, well, does this like support the twist at the end or so? I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because like I feel like if I had watched it once, I would be closer to you. I'd probably be like three machine guns but watching it a second time like really and i hate to say this because you know i love the rock admittedly i'm a huge rock fan i love brian reynolds like i don't think this is a bad movie but i think i'm more it it is an average movie with some very charismatic leads in it who do a lot of heavy lifting but it does it's not a very original movie and like watching it a second time made that very apparent so I, I and I hate to do this, but I got to give it two and a half machine guns. Like okay. I, I think, I think, like if you haven't seen it, watch it on Netflix if you want to. You'll have a good time. Like you said, it's not a bad movie. I just, I don't know. Like and 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 we kind, I kind of hinted at this before, but that's kind of how I feel. I, I feel somewhat the same way about this as I feel felt about to a lesser extent, but how I felt about Skyscraper. Like yeah. I was really excited about Skyscraper, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be like The Rock and Die Hard, and it's gonna be this great movie. And then you see Skyscraper, and you're kind of like. Well, it's fine. Like, it's not a yep. great movie. It has some good parts, and it's fine. And that's like how I felt about this one. Like, I remember seeing the trailers, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm hyped for this movie!" Like, it's got all these people I love, and it looks hilarious, and it delivers to a certain extent. But also, I feel like it it just wasn't as good as I thought it could be. And that's how exactly how I felt about Skyscraper. And I don't feel like either of them has a lot of re- rewatchability to them. Yeah, and I think you're probably like if I were to go back and rewatch it, I think I'd probably be right there with you. Yeah. Um, especially talking about it now, I see all the cracks now mm-hmm. where you watch it the first time through, things are moving pretty, pretty rapidly and you're kind of just caught up in, you're right, the charisma of the two leads that you, you just, you don't see the cracks. Yeah. But if you go back and rewatch it or really stop and think about the movie, the cracks are there and they're just going to get bigger the more and more you watch it. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I mean, like I definitely, if I ever watch this again, it's not gonna be anytime soon. No, um, and that's not necessarily to speak to its qualities. Some movies, you know, like I had this conversation independent of this movie with someone where it's like, you know, some movies are really good, but like just because a movie's good doesn't mean I ever need to watch it again. Like right. I can watch a movie and be like, oh, I really like that movie, but I also I never need to watch it again. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. So, and that's how I feel about this one. So the last thing I wanted to ask you kind of related to this is that how would you rank the four Netflix movies that we've covered on this podcast? Okay. Yep. So we have, we have Red Notice. Yep. We have uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Yep. We have uh, Extraction. Was that the, yep. the Chris Hendricks one? And then Six Underground. Yep. What, what would your ranking be of the four? Um... Let's see. Wait, do, those were the four that we did? Wasn't yeah. there a Michael B. Jordan movie? Or was that an Amazon movie? And we didn't cover we it. We didn't cover it. I just watched it separately. <laughs> okay, moving yeah, that on. Was, that, was, that was a good movie, Without Remorse. I like it. It is, one. yeah. We should, Without we, Remorse we, should, we should have done it on we the podcast. That. I would I would go, okay, this is my ranking. I would go Gunpowder Milkshake and Six Underground are very close to me. Like I didn't particularly think either of them was great, but I'd, right. probably, put, I'd probably go Gunpowder Milkshake for... Six Underground, three, very close. Then I would probably go Red Notice, and then I still, I think I like Extraction the most out of the Netflix ones we covered. Yeah, that's probably that's right. A, I would definitely put Gunpowder Milkshake last. Yeah, I did not like that movie. Yeah, you did not. I did not like that movie at all. Um, I like Six Underground. Yeah, it's fine. It's very Michael Bay. You know what's another Netflix? Yeah, that's one true. We never, we never covered. Um, the Charlize Theron one, uh, Old Guard. We never did that one on the podcast. No, we never either. did that one yet. But I, I watched that one. That was good. But anyways. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're dead on with that with that ranking. I would say so, the Extraction is probably the best of them. I, I think they're currently in the middle of making the Extraction sequel. So Hey, okay. I'm cool the, year, the year of the sequel is ending, but we'll still do the, the Extraction sequel. Yeah, so, sequels uh, are going to disappear just because, you know, our yeah, year we are flips, no, we are our year no flips longer, numbers. Yeah, we are no longer doing any more sequels. Nope. So. So What's we're gonna we're gonna run out of movies pretty quick. We're gonna run out, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I think I think we we think we hit it pretty good. Like I said, I mean, I think we're I, I don't think we're really that far away in our opinion. No. So like, um, 
again, I think if you have interest in watching this, like it's definitely worth checking out if you have Netflix. Yep. Um, yeah, that's kind of kind of how I feel about it. I agree. Uh, I feel good about uh, releasing every Monday on uh, everywhere podcasts are available. See that segue? I'm a pro. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good about that too. Yeah. So we come out every Monday. Uh, so check us out. Um, what else? Uh, there's other stuff on Gamezilla Media. That's the that's the network we're on. You can check us out at gamezillamedia.com. You can also join our Discord, which the link is on gamezillamedia.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, click on the Discord button, and you can chat with all of us on the Discord. Yeah, and make sure it, in whatever channel you want to talk about it, tag me and let me know if you want to drink a big glass of gin or if that's something that you think is appealing. Yes, yes. And if it is something you'd like, make sure you send feet pictures to Joe, too. He loves feet <laughs> do, pictures. You know, within, uh, not that it matters because we're not a video podcast, but literally within arm's reach here, I have a bottle of aviation gin. So. Do you? Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not a big gin guy, but I like, I think it's good in cocktails. So, like, okay. I don't really want to drink it straight up, but, like, you know, if I'm making a cocktail with it. So, See, anyways. G&Ts are one of my favorite drinks of all time. All right. Well, gin and tonic. Yeah, I don't. I used to, this is this is not, neither here nor there for our action movie podcast, but I used to really not be a fan of gin. But now that I've gotten more into cocktails, I kind of appreciate it more. So, anyways. All right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> moving on. That's a different podcast. The uh, Hovercraft Joe's uh, spirit podcast. I would, I, I, you know what, this is just like neither here nor there as well, but like it would be a fun podcast to like just talk about like beverages and drinks and like movies and TV shows. But anyways. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll save that for a special episode. When we don't feel like covering a movie. Yeah. yeah. Eh, we'll or, see. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Don't, don't, it's not no. going to happen. But, um, uh, yeah, and check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're there. Mostly Instagram. That's where we do kind of do our most of our communication. Uh, yep. But, yeah, um, we appreciate your fans. Thanks for listening. Uh, th- this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But. We'll be back.